0: delighted to be joined today with Bill, who is actually the CEO of Dave's Hot Chicken, previously on the board of Blaze Pizza, previously co-founder of Wetzel's Pretzels. Bill will be able to tell you all about his myriad of experiences in the past. And I also have Armand from Dave's Hot Chicken as well. And he's actually one of the co-founders of this super hot brand. So I'm thrilled to have both of them here. I'll move it over to Bill and Armand to do quick introductions on themselves, and then we'll dive right into the conversation. Hi, I'm
1: Bill Phelps. I am the CEO of Dave's Hot Chicken, the most fun brand I've ever worked on in my life. Uh, I started in the business uh, quite a few years ago. Rick Wetzel and I founded Wetzel's Pretzels from scratch in our kitchens, and then we opened a restaurant, and then Uh, Along the way, uh, Rick and Elise Wetzel came up with Blaze Pizza, and I co-invested with them in that business. Uh, We did a couple of private equity deals on Wetzel's, and we just recently sold out of that, and we did a private equity deal on Blaze Pizza, and we sold out of that business. And uh, I met these guys, uh, Armin and his buddies, uh, when they started in a parking lot in Hollywood with Dave's Hot Chicken. And it is the wildest experience of my career.
0: Awesome. That's great. And what about you, Armin? Tell me about what brought you to developing this brand, Dave's Hot Chicken. Now you started in Uh, a parking lot and now you're one of the fastest. you're, You're the fastest growing chain in America.
2: Yeah, so I didn't really come from a restaurant background. I used to do acting and stand-up comedy. Uh, Dave, who we named it after, was actually a trained chef and was a close friend of mine. So him, myself, and Tommy kind of thought of this concept like, you know, in Dave's house, and we thought, well, what if we just make really good hot chicken and, you know, kind of make it this like, you know, nationwide restaurant. So we started working on a recipe and we scraped the other $900 when we had the recipe ready. and. you know, we started this little pop up in a parking lot, and uh, you know, we always like talk about our first day there, we made forty dollars, and you know, just yeah, <laughs> we kind of kept going from there. And we got some articles written about us from, from LA, and you know, had huge lines the day after. And kind of never looked back. Met Bill uh, and John on our first location in Western. I mean, we had really good chemistry off the bat. It seemed like we all loved the brand and we all had similar goals for it. So we just kind of all partnered up, and I mean, it's been going great ever since.
0: Awesome. So I've been to your West Hollywood location, and everything about it, from the branding, you have this really fun chicken, the cartoon chicken. I I believe that it was you who who designed that, or was inspired to design that. And you guys are the most fun brand. So I want to talk about like team culture, because team culture is something that I think a lot of companies are thinking about right now, not just at you know the support center, not just at the headquarters, but the team culture that like really permeates through all the different locations that you have. And I think that's probably something that you're thinking about a lot, right? Because you're scaling super rapidly. You're bringing new franchisees, um, basically new people to come in and represent this brand all across America. How are you, like, first of all, this is, how, how do you actually define culture? Like, what does culture mean in the first place.
2: Uh you know it's funny we were talking about this um recently it, I think a lot of what makes Dave's Hot a culture so amazing is we're a very authentic brand and we have a very like diverse team that respects and likes each other, you know. So you have this young group of founders and then you have this more experienced group of people that have come in and everybody takes their each other's opinions very seriously and we work really good as a team. We have great chemistry and we even have sort of you know, me and the founders have been friends since kindergarten and me, Bill and John have become like friends. So you have this really cool friendly dynamic with this really professional dynamic. You have this experience. And then, you know, we're all, we're obviously very young. We're like kind of in the, you know, Gen Z and millennial age group. So, we like to keep things very authentic and we always talk about as a brand keeping keep things very authentic and to focus on the food and, you know, to not focus on anything else and I think that's what's made the culture so cool is we really focus on the food, we focus on the people, uh, we kind of have really good chemistry as a team, uh, we have really good operations so the food is really good at all of our locations and we have a lot of fun with it I think, that's the many things we have a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. And the thing is that we really haven't changed the business very much from what they originally came up with yeah. in their first location. Uh, you know, Armin is one of the smartest marketing people I've ever worked with in my whole life. And, and it's very genuine. It's very real. And it's his gut instinct for the brand and the guest experience that he created in the first store, and he used street artists, and he uh, and Dave picked out every song for the music that goes into the stores, and we haven't changed that. Yeah, every restaurant you walk into, the menu looks the same. The artwork is different, but it's still street art in the store, and and the fact that we've kept and held on to the original vision is uh really a big part of the success
0: so i know i've seen the street art it's awesome it it, every single location i've been to kind of has its own flavor to it so i mean culture is a huge the street art is part of the culture you have the food you have the fun so can you tell us a little bit and this is something that you actually brought up armin that, you know, you have the Gen Z millennial workers, you also have the Gen X, Gen Y workers. And we hear from a lot of restaurant groups, you know, there's this kind of like melding between the two because nowadays 70% of the hourly worker is Gen Z. So how do you kind of bridge that, you know, cause street art, you have like the super fun brand, you have this amazing marketing, it's very new age, it's super fresh. But how do you kind of bridge that with, you know, the different folks who might be working in your restaurants or the different types of consumers?
2: I think it just goes back to, again, having a lot of respect for each other as a team, right? So um, I feel like there are maybe companies out there that won't take like people's opinions seriously. Like me and Bill were also talking about how even everybody in our office, like if they have an opinion about something, we take it so seriously. It doesn't matter what level an employee is or what they do. We take everybody's opinion very seriously. And, you know, we, we try things out. And I think it just goes back to having really good chemistry as a team. We don't, uh, we're always also focused on the result, right? So we don't, you know, we don't look at what we like personally. We look at what the people like and we listen to each other. I think that's kind of what's really helped us.
1: The other thing is the simplicity of the menu works so well at different levels. It is easy for the guests to figure out what to order. When you walk into a McDonald's today or you walk into a Starbucks, you basically can't read that menu board. There's so many things on it. <laughs> yeah. Dave's, the Dave's is really simple yeah. and, and it makes it easy for the guest. It makes it easy for the operator. The reason we're able to deliver great quality is because we're it's all based on chicken tenders, and it was the founder's vision to do this. Their emulator brand was in and out, and they wanted to be the in and out of chicken, if you will, and they did it. And then the other part that we didn't really understand until recently is it also is great for the employees in the stores. An employee at a Dave's hot chicken has way less stress than an employee at a Starbucks or at a McDonald's because they're, it's so simple in terms of what they do. Uh, it's a much uh, more fun work environment because of the lack of stress. And all of that goes back to the vision of the founders early on. And
0: that makes, so this, so that makes a ton of sense. I mean, I've, been to Dave's Hot chicken so many times and you have this like heat chart and then you would basically choose do you want it as tenders or do you want this as a sandwich and then you have some sides yeah. so it's super straightforward now there are so many restaurants that you know Q- qsrs that have already built out this complex menu right so it's hard for them given they have to really scale down so what is the type of tactical advice you'd give to you know, other groups that might not have had that from the very beginning and instead are in a more complex environment, but are needing to think through how to simplify things to drive better learning and development for their employees.
1: We are incredibly tough about adding new items. We have lots of things in test, but the, the founders like scream at us <laughs> if we try to make this <laughs> thing more complex. Another thing that I did is that I brought in, I had our CFO and my president and my vice presidents become franchisees. And, and they sit there as operators and they say, don't add anything, don't screw this up. And so I listened to these guys and, and they represent the franchisees really well, and it keeps the concept simple. So the easiest thing to do is to add items. The hardest thing to do is take items out. So while we test a lot of things, we don't roll a lot of things out to the system because we value that simplicity. Yeah.
0: That makes a ton of sense. So that's actually something... Quite unique that you guys do. You actually have your executives each be franchisees themselves to really build that empathy. And probably as you're rolling out new initiatives across the brand, they are going to be hearing the on the ground feedback. So, just like super quick feed- feedback loops on the yes. uh, from the actual frontline employees, frontline team that's actually delivering that Dave's Hot Chicken. Experience not just in WEHO, but also in Kansas, in Michigan, you know, in com- different places from where it was originally born. So
1: it's had so much credibility for us as a franchisor that my head of operations, my president, my CFO are franchisees. When they talk to other franchisees, they talk from experience every day they know what their sales are they know what the pinch points are they know what the struggle is on food cost they know what the struggle is on labor cost and it makes for a much stronger bond with the franchisees when we do that
2: and the founders also we're still franchising stores till today we're still opening stores as much as we can so that also shows how much confidence we have in the brand is The founders who have been in it since day one are still opening up as many stores as they can
0: amazing i love it so let's talk about like the actual stores themselves because i know team culture is something that's really hard to cultivate right because you have some folks who might be working part-time maybe they're working like a couple weekends maybe they're working only certain days of the week and then you have other more full-time employees how do you cultivate culture in your restaurants and keep things fun when, you know, you have part-time, full-time, you kind of have a mix of people who are spending different amounts of time in your restaurants.
1: The key to that is the quality of the franchisee and the quality of the operators of the stores. And we don't just sell franchises when, Uh, Someone wants to buy a territory or wants to get into the system. We have a very uh, tough process where we require them to write a business plan, lay out exactly what they're going to do. And we're evaluating them as to whether they are a culture fit with us and whether we think that they are going to instill the values that we have and the founders have to to create that kind of culture in their stores. We've had really smart, wealthy people uh, with lots of restaurant experience that we've turned down because the culture fit wasn't there. And and we think that that, holding that high standard is really important and we require them to have uh, their operating partners to have equity in the business. And we're pushing that down to the GM level where we want all of the GMs and all of the operating people to have equity in the stores. It makes an cool. incredible difference and it works. And that's what we're pushing through the system.
0: Okay, got it. So to quickly recap, that's equity with the operating partner, not just the owner, but also right. the general manager. Yes. Okay, that's awesome. Um that's a that's a unique approach too. So now you've done so many different brands at this point. You have Wetzel's, you have Blaze. What are some of the lessons that you've learned? And also, Armand, like when some of your lessons from early days, I know that you didn't necessarily have a restaurant background, but like, how did some of those lessons like feed into this design that's a unique design? in the franchisee restaurant world?
2: I mean, it's interesting. What I've learned is, um, I mean, what I've applied to it is, again, going back to being authentic, uh, you know, we're obviously a restaurant, so we focus a lot on the food. And from my experience, I I always focus on what, what is the product we're delivering, right? It's food, so let's not focus too much on everything else and let's focus on the food being really good and everything else will kind of build on itself. Which is kind of what happened from my experiences, you know, because originally in the pop-up, we didn't really have cool artwork or anything like that. It was the food that kept bringing people back. Uh, right. It was the energy that kept bringing people back. So it reassured us that if the product you're serving is really good, if the food you're serving is really good, everything else kind of becomes cool about the brand. You know, I always tell Bill if the food sucks, people come in and they have the food. They're not going to like the artwork. They're not going to like the music. They're going to say everything sucks. If the food is good, they're going to like the artwork. They're going to like the music. And everything is kind of going to blend in. So for me, the lesson that I've learned and that I keep learning is always focus on the product you're trying to deliver. Don't focus so much on everything else. If, if it's food you're trying to deliver, make sure it's the best food possible and everything else will kind of build it on itself because that's the foundation.
1: And I learned that lesson in our fifth Wetzel store. You know, I a franchisee called me. He goes, I got all these operations. I've got all the issues with cleanliness and and service and all of that. He goes, what should I focus on? I said, you focus on the quality that you're delivering. And it's about the quality. And if people will forgive you on service issues, people will forgive you on cleanliness issues. People will not forgive you on quality issues. They just won't. And so that quality's number one in terms of our priorities. Now, the thing that, I learned through experience both at Wetzel's and at Blaze Pizza was that you have to instill the discipline within the system to do everything right. And as you instill that discipline, every single detail matters. And those details create the consistent quality over time.
0: So what is that, what is that discipline? So how do you measure it? What types of metrics are you looking at to ensure that discipline is being held?
1: Okay, great questions. We have multiple things. I look at our Yelp and Google ratings every single day. Six o'clock in the morning, I'm looking at our Yelp and Google ratings. And I'm only looking at the low ratings. I'm looking at what we did wrong, what the problem was, what the concerns were. And our operations team does that. So we're looking at that. We are looking at, we do uh, tattle scores where the guests give feedback, uh, are prompted to give feedback. So we get very uh, current information on the feedback on any store at any given time. And then we have our operations team that is out doing audits on the stores and working with the franchisees to ensure that all of the systems and processes are in place. And then we have food safety audits and we are determining the food safety processes are absolutely perfect. And so you have all of those things combined, gets us to have a view of what's going on in that restaurant on a daily basis and any problem areas are addressed with the franchisee by our operations team immediately.
0: So do you when you say immediately, are you this is this literally a daily thing? So you look at the ratings
2: uh, at 6 a.m.
1: If there's, if there's a customer complaint, it's yeah. it's fed back to franchisees. And it, the question is, what went on here? And everyone in the store knows what's going on when we have an issue, and everyone feels it, and 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 it's addressed.
0: Super tight feedback loop. Okay, I love that. Um, I feel like you know that feedback nowadays it's challenging, right? Because you're going to be getting like different concerns, and the way that ratings work, it's it's a challenging it ratings are challenging right because it's only the super happy people and also the super not happy people who tend to put in the ratings so but having that type of like super tight feedback loop with your with your franchisees so that everyone kind of stays on their toes is definitely uh i think that's a really cool like part of that fun piece because everyone has that sense of ownership and uh, and you know when people are getting those really great reviews, those great ratings on Yelp too. I mean, I'm sure that's also shared back out to your operations team, so people will be recognized. Right.
1: And and we look at our competitors and how we rank in terms of Yelp and Google ratings versus all of our competitors. And our we were really concerned, and as we should have been, as we grew so quickly. Are we gonna lose quality? And actually what's happened is our Yelp and Google ratings have actually gone up over the past 18 months as we've expanded so quickly. And it's because of the systems that we put in place to monitor and constantly improve the process. But the real reason we have great Yelp and Google ratings is because the concept the founders came up with is simple. The operations team we came up with is phenomenal and they are franchisees as well. So they know the business at a different level than most franchisors. Uh, And then we've picked great franchisees uh, who really know how to execute and run really great restaurants.
0: That's awesome. And so when you're thinking about scaling, right, because, I mean, you're nearly 150 locations now you are growing so quickly and it's about and you have these amazing systems in place and you, now you're thinking about scaling those processes right looking at reviews right. every morning is such amazing discipline but when you have say 500 locations in the future it's going to be more challenging what are some of the initiatives that you're thinking about right now this could be from operations this could be from marketing brand that you're putting in place
2: now
1: it actually gets easier when you're bigger because you have the scale and you have the experience and you have the team that knows it the hardest part the hardest thing I ever did was open my first Wetzel store okay (laughs) and then the second third one were easier and the hundredth was a piece of cake and this is the same thing when we're starting out uh the first store that these guys ran was really hard the next store that we opened up as a franchise store was hard and but as we put in the systems and the processes and the support center for these stores it gets easier Uh, our our 100 stores that we've opened over the last year and a half much easier than the stores we opened up uh early on it, it the as you grow it actually gets easier
0: hmm counterintuitive but that uh, uh, but that I can see that where so are there any like breakpoints Uh, In the scaling process, like maybe when you're at your fifth location or your 10th location, when there are break points or points where you have to put in place like new processes.
1: Yeah, clearly, you know, when you go from we had a handful of restaurants and then we had to put in the operations team that that probably five to you know, 10 is uh, the hardest time, you know, after you get the first door open, you know, five to 10 is hard. Most restaurant companies never get to a hundred restaurants because it, it takes a lot to scale it. But we had, the beauty we had was we had the playbook from Rick and Elise Wetzel on Blaze Pizza. And we basically copied their playbook for sure. scaling and opening and all of that. So it's easier for us because we've had the people that have done this before. Um, getting to a hundred restaurants for most people is really hard. It's not as hard for us because of the playbook and the experience of our team.
0: That makes we went sense.
1: international too. Yeah, and yeah, we went international and as hard as it was, You know, we we went with a group that was a phenomenal group up in Canada. They had owned Yum Brands for Canada and they're great franchisees. And then we opened up uh, in Dubai uh, and Qatar, but we opened up with a really experienced franchisee that had Cinnabon and Five Guys in the past. And so Uh it's just a great partner and you know how to do it.
0: And let me step back a little bit, just because I I feel like I talk to so many folks who are thinking about starting up new brands or new concepts. They might have varying degrees of experience in the past already. So I guess this is more a question for Armin. You know, it was you and Dave in the kitchen. Dave has a culinary background. You guys started, like, toying with different types of recipes, and then you just went to a parking lot, set up shop, and then you had lines... Down the street from the beginning, if you're talking to future just future entrepreneurs, like, what is the advice that you would give to them in terms of what they should definitely be doing, and what is the advice you'd say that they should definitely not be doing when they're thinking about setting up like their first operation?
2: Um, well, I think one of the most important things is uh, partnership is who you initially start the concept with. Um, So me, Tom and Dave, we've been friends our whole lives. Me and Tommy met in kindergarten and me and Dave met when we were like 12 or 13. So we had really good chemistry as friends and we really cared about each other. So when we initially started the business, um, you know, there was just a lot of listening to each other. There was a lot of using each other's strengths, trusting Dave's culinary background, trusting, you know, my marketing, trusting Tommy's business sense. uh, another part of it was obviously focusing on the core product, which was the food, which was the only thing we could focus on because, you know, obviously we, we couldn't afford a restaurant or anything at the time. So all we could do was work on a recipe. So focusing on the product is very, very important. Um, and the other thing is just, just you know, taking it one step at a time uh, and not rushing. I feel like a lot of people saw the success of Dave's Hot Chicken and they immediately want to start a pop-up and go from a pop-up to one store to two, store three stores where you know that wasn't that wasn't our goal when we started, we didn't want to move up really fast. All we wanted to do was deliver a really good product to people We wanted people to love the food. And that was the intention behind it. And it didn't matter if it took us one year to get to a store, two years or three years, as long as we were serving food and people were loving it, we were kind of satisfied. So for me, it goes back to your partnership is very important. It's very important to have good chemistry with your partners because if it was anybody else among us, and even later when uh, Tommy's older brother Gary came in to help us expand and when Bill and John came in, again, all of it was really good chemistry among the partners. And if, you know, any one person was off and there was like a, a, a king in the chain, It could throw everything off. Right. So good chemistry among partners is very important. Focusing on your core product is very important and uh, you know, not rushing to development, not rushing, scaling, taking your time, making sure you have operations in place, making sure your food quality is in place before you expand, if that is your goal and just taking it one step at a time. I think that, I
0: mean, we i got everything that you said armin and that's amazing right because i think the people that you're working with at the very beginning that those are going to be people that you're spending more time with you're kind of married to them forever yes. <laughs> and you're going to be spending more time yeah. with them than anybody else in your life and um and now even as you're scaling you have folks like bill who've done this a couple times a few times before uh but you guys are still super involved in the business and uh that's definitely coming through and i I've been to the East Coast locations, I've been to West Coast locations, Midwest locations, and you're kind of you get that same sense when you step through the doors. So thank you so much for the time today. I think we were able to cover a ton about culture, about some of the unique ways that you're approaching scaling the business. And we'll see everybody next time.
1: Thank, thank you. Thank you guys. Great to see you.